Basically, we're saying, I'm sorry, I'm not being who I think you want me to be right now. Yeah. Well, bully on that. Right? I mean, like, I'm not performing the way you want. I'm not as strong as you want. I'm not keeping it all together the way you want. And probably the people around us would be like, that is not an expectation that I have for you. But somewhere we collect those. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we are back again this week. Do you ever apologize about some part of who you are or some quirky thing you do? We do, (laughs) and we thought it might be helpful to have a conversation about that. So that's what we're diving into this week. Here's the confession question for today, and I hope that you'll ask a friend or someone you really care about this question. What do you sometimes feel like you need to apologize for about who you are? Ouch. Everything. (laughs) I apologize for everything. And that's part of the thing that I'm working on because it annoys me. I apologize for everything. But the main thing that is kind of frustrating about apologizing for is when I can't, I can't meet a need or I'm, I'm the one who's needy and need to take care of myself. I want to stop doing that. Yeah. I apologize when I'm not as successful as I think I should be. Hmm. Who on that? Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. So I've really, it's again, it's an area where God and I are working and he's brought it to light in my heart and said, this is something I shared just recently is that it's not all on me. Mm. It's on who God can be (laughs) in that situation, in that place. And so it's something I've been saying to myself a lot. In fact, I said it yesterday, Susie, it's not all on you. You know, it's on God. It's on what he can do. And I have to tell myself that a lot. Yeah. I apologize when my emotions get the best of me. Usually when I cry, you know, I've been the crier, the like, (laughs) and I still like even coming in today, I was like, maybe I should have care go back and cut that out. Cause Mm -hmm. like, felt like I exceeded my crying quota. No. Um, but yeah, when, when my emotions get the best of me, I always, I don't know, I guess I feel like I need to keep them under control. And so when I feel like I lose, I don't have a handle on that. I always end up feeling like I need to apologize, especially to my husband, which probably sometimes (laughs) an apology (laughs) is needed for me. And he's like deer in the headlights. Like, I don't know what to do with this. But he tries very hard, which I really appreciate. He does a good job. But yeah, I would say that's when I usually feel like I need to apologize. You know, Holly, we love it when our fourth chair friends reach out, whether that's on the Facebook group, more than small talk, or that's personally Mm -hmm. to one of us. But somebody reached out to me just recently and said, on the last episode, I wanted to give Holly a hug. Mm. But I also wanted to tell her her tears. Let me cry mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got one of those too. They just said when she broke, I broke. And mm. that 
was what I needed. Aww. So I just, yeah. So I've saved that. And I think that, oops, I, I'm <laughs> knocking over water bottles. Uh, yeah. Cause this is what I do <laughs> and I'm not sorry for it. Um, so I just think that that's something that we just need to kind of keep in our little more than small talk memory box. So we know that we might feel like we're being a mess, but I think we're being vulnerable and that makes people feel close to us. And then it also makes people feel like they have a permission slip to just cry, to let it out, feel all the big feelings and not be sorry for it, you know, just to process them because they matter. Yeah. Well, thanks for telling me that. And thanks to all of you for all the love and support. I got some very kind messages too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I spoke at an event recently. I've started speaking again, which is really weird, right? I do. I do. And I really felt that I was going to share a story about my brother. I haven't spoke publicly about him. And I thought, I'm not going to make it through this. Like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. So in the hotel room that night, I was just, I was sharing my message, just me and God, speaking it out. I thought, okay, if I speak this like two or three times, then when I get up there, it's not going to be as tender. It was so tender. (laughs) It was. And, but at one point I looked out. And I saw a woman who was just sobbing. And I thought, okay, this is not my goal. You know, my goal is not to make people sob. Uh, And it was really an uplifting message. It just was this story in there about Ron. But anyway, afterwards, she caught me and she said, I have a brother who's in hospice. Mm. And we have just a few weeks with him. And your story of being with him, I've been asking God. What can I do to love him well? And she said, he like literally answered my prayer as you stood up there with tears. And I just thought, that's what I love about God is that he can use. I'm up there thinking, okay, I need a Kleenex. You know, I have (laughs) my eyes are swollen. I'm trying not to cry. And yet the Lord is like, no, I'm going to use this mess right here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to answer a prayer in the heart of one of my daughters. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a really weak moment. I was 31. I had just gone through um, surgery and I ended up back in the hospital. It was very scary. And we had a person on staff with us and I loved her like a sister, but also felt like a mentor to her. And I was apologizing that I hadn't been a better at being a mentor to her. And she said, Jennifer, sometimes we learn more from Clark Kent than we do from Superman. <laughs> and I was like, mm, pushed away from the table. And I was like, heard. And I've never, ever, ever forgotten that. But we still want our capes. But like we learn more from the real and the gritty and the awkward and spilling things and crying. All of those things just I think that that's the real superpower. Yeah. yeah. So then why do we feel like we have to apologize? Like, where's that coming from? All three of us had something that we feel like we need to apologize for that the other two are like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing it our whole life. But why? Like, but why? Why? Because we feel like if we are not perfect, we're not lovable. Mm-hmm. And if we have emotions or need to be messy, that that's going to inconvenience someone who loves us. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. I hope you're enjoying our conversation. One thing I always long for when we're recording podcasts is that we could do it with you in person. And guess what? This November, 
there's an opportunity for all of us to be in the same room. Susie, Jennifer, and I are so excited about the first ever KLRC Ladies Night Out happening in Fayetteville, Arkansas on Saturday, November 4th. We would love to see you there and for you to bring your people too. So come hang out with us in person for a night of encouragement and worship, prizes, all the fun things that we women love when we're together. You can find out more at klrc.com and get your ticket. Well, I think for me, it's because I feel the pressure sometimes to. This calling that God has placed on my life is so precious, and mm-hmm. I love it. And it is never going to be about earthly success. It's about people and names and faces and where God has sent me. But the reality is, is there's pressure that comes with this. Mm-hmm. I have a publisher I'm supposed to uphold a certain standard for. There are people looking to me, not thinking I'm perfect in any way, good grief, But looking and saying, well, Susie's a little further down the road, so maybe she's someone I can look at and follow. And so I let sometimes that pressure get in the way, and it's not all the time. It's it's sneaky. Mm -hmm. It's sneaky. That's the thing is, you know, you're going along and your head is on straight and your eyes are on Jesus. And then you get this little whisper in your ear that says, you've been doing this for a long time. Why didn't this and this and this? Why is this not happening? And what I want to say is get behind me. Mm -hmm. Get behind me. Because the only thing that God has ever asked me to do is to show up, listen for his voice and be faithful. And if I do that, he's throwing a parade for me. He's really happy that I'm doing that. And so I I see your lie. I I see who the liar is. Get behind me. But. That doesn't happen until I hear the lie first and have to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about expectations so much, but I feel yeah. like this is related to expectations. Like we're not meeting a perceived expectation. Yeah. Basically, we're saying, I'm sorry, I'm not being who I think you want me to be right now. Yeah. Well, bully on that. Right? I mean, like, I'm not performing the way you want. I'm not as strong as you want. I'm not keeping it all together in the way you want. And probably the people around us would be like, that is not an expectation that I have for you. But somewhere we collect those. Mm -hmm. And then it feels like when we don't meet them, Mm -hmm. then we apologize. Yeah. Well, I'm writing about a lot of that right now because it's called Let's Go Find You because I feel like. I lost some of the best pieces of myself trying to be what others needed me to be, trying to be the perfect minister, all of these things. And I was so, I feel like that's where depression entered in Mm -hmm. because I was giving up what God had called me to do and who he called me to be in exchange for expectations that could never, ever, ever measure up to. And so I'm coming back home to who God really created me to be. And I'm finding out she was enough all along. Wow. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. There's your moment. Yeah. Jennifer, that's, that's, and the, the reality is we have all heard the words, don't cry. Mm-hmm. We have all heard the words, why aren't you stronger? Mm-hmm. And we have all heard the words, well, you're working really hard. What have you got to show for it? Mm-hmm. We've all heard those things. So that's real. Mm -hmm. So practically, 
how do we step into that? I told you how I did it. Like, I honestly have to say, this is really not God speaking. Yeah. Because this doesn't line up with anything that his word says about who I am and what he wants from me. These are expectations that you've piled on, like the Pharisees piled on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The however many hundreds of extra rules and expectations they put on. God told me to do two things. Love him and love people. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I'm doing that. Yes, you are. I know I'm doing that. And and that's enough. So I speak to that lie and say, get behind me. You mm-hmm. you don't get to you don't get to rule me or dictate mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. And if it comes out of the mouth of somebody else, I'm not going to say get behind me, but I'm going to let whatever their expectations are get behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they can they can handle their own life. Yeah. I think saying I'm sorry is less vulnerable than saying what we actually need. Oh, my gosh. That's it. <laughs> right? Right. Sorry. I had a big reaction to that. So, because, yeah, because I was trying to think, like, what would I replace I'm sorry with? And it would be I'm having a moment. Will you be in it with me? Like. Yeah. You know, like that's really like what, and y'all did a great job of that. All the times I cried. Thank you. But yeah, like that feels way more vulnerable than I'm sorry. I take it back. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I'm sorry I cried. (laughs) Suck this back up. I'm sorry I'm not strong. I'm sorry I'm not successful as you think I should be. (laughs) What do you think, Jennifer, since you had a reaction to that? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's exactly right because this is what I found recently and to be consistently true. When we ask for what we need, Without an apology, we feel like, oh, I need to go and take that back. And then we say, okay, this is what I need. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, does that convenient to you that I'm probably going to need you to drive me to the hospital because I have a heating <laughs> I mean, like, what in the world? You know, so, and um, that's a bigger situation, but we do that with all the little things that we really, really need and wonder why there's a discontent inside of us because yeah. we feel sorry for valid very real understandable needs yeah Yeah. taking responsibility for things that yeah all my littles have heard me say this i'll pull luke close who's now longer no longer a little and i'll say luke you delight me Mm -hmm. like you delight me as a human you or josiah or jane or or, uh, all of them at one time or another, and I'll say it today because I'm going to hang out with Elle. We're going um, to some thrift shops, and which is her love language. But at some point today, I'm going to let her know that you bring me joy. And I think our Heavenly Father, if you're listening right now and you've been saying, I'm so sorry for who I am in this area or this area or how I fall short of expectations, Like, I want you to hear your Heavenly Father saying, I delight in you. (laughs) I delight in who you are. I delight in your heart for me. I delight in the joy that you bring to others by being uniquely you. And maybe if we could embrace that. Yeah. Make it our truth. Mm -hmm. I think I'm sorry is a good girl phrase. Yeah. And we're strong women, right? I am. So we can let go. Let go of. Yeah, of using it that way. Mm-hmm. There are times to actually say sorry, but that's not yeah. what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. So 
Maybe yeah. that's a challenge when next time that we feel ourselves tempted to say, I'm sorry for something we don't need to be sorry. We pause, take a deep breath and find braver words. Yeah, I think that's good. And with Jennifer, I think it's really cool that you can be a strong woman by saying, I'm not strong today. Mm-hmm. And this is what I need. Yeah. Powerful. Thank And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.